Hi everybody and welcome to the Wellness That Works podcast. Sam here. Hey Lily, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. How's your week been? It's been very good. Um, I've been in the zone with my running. So I know we haven't talked about it for a while, but completed Couch to 5k. But it's a lie because you don't always run 5k when you get to the end. However, now I am running 5k. It just takes a bit longer. So yeah, it's been good. How about you? Yeah, I'm all right. I have made a promise to myself to go out running this week. Um, I'm looking at the rain outside currently. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't mind. I said it before, though. I actually don't mind running in the rain. It makes me feel like I've achieved a bit more. So watch yeah. this space. I'll certainly let you know if I do. Don't worry about that. Well, I reckon our guest this week will inspire you there. I hope so. Yes, we've got the lovely, inspiring British athlete, Kadina Cox. Hi, Kadina. Hey there, how you doing? Good, how have you been? I'm good. I did run in the rain today and I cycled in the rain and yes. I was soaking this morning. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I knew you'd be good for this week. <laughs> yeah, a real trooper. Yeah. You could so, teach us a few things about determination, so we'll uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get into this. Absolutely. So for anyone that uh hasn't heard of you or seen you in action um we've obviously read up on everything you do and what you have done which is amazing so we just want to make sure we cover everything and thought it's probably best if you introduce yourself (laughs) yeah um so i'm kadina cox uh, MBA, if you want to add that on. Yeah. Um, I Always am... add that on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm two-time Paralympic champion in two sports, um, athletics and track cycling, uh, which made me a British history maker in the 2016 um, Paralympic Games. Um, I have a few world records and a few world champs titles, and that's oh, kind of me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, For those I've that yeah, are listening, obviously can't see you, but she literally just shrugged that off like it was nothing. Yeah. You're so humble. <laughs> Shrug of the shoulders. So tell us a bit about your, your background and how, you know, how you got into athletics and, you know, just give us a bit of a, a rundown of your achievements as well. Um, yeah, so I started sport kind of, um, I was a dancer at the age of four. So I danced from like four to 14. Um, and then I was just that annoying kid that was like good at every sport going. Um, so through school, I just did pretty much everything. Um, but then I took athletics and hockey pretty seriously through my teen years. Um, I was a, a county level hockey player and, um, doing athletics at the same level as well um so I just kind of kept doing that just you know going around in circles and um yeah playing on hockey pitch but I I had a few injuries doing hockey so I um I stopped hockey uh I think I was like 17 18 when I stopped hockey um and then I thought I'd focused on athletics and um it was only really when sounds crazy I got better when I had my stroke and got diagnosed with MS (laughs) technically (laughs) um Wow. I um I say I got better. I didn't actually get better. I just got better ranked in the world. Um so yeah. And I was what able age to... was this, Kadina? Um I was twenty three when I got ill. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, twenty fourteen was a year from hell for me. Yeah. Um I had a stroke in the May twenty fourteen and then four months later in the September I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um 
And that yeah. the stroke came from having multiple sclerosis. Is that right? Or yeah, I mean, is it... I, I get asked this question, and it's a weird one because yeah. um, I think I think technically it was probably uh, the MS, but um, there's uh, research to say that um, a lot of people that have strokes um, that it then triggers their MS because MS is always dormant, and if you've got it, it's going to creep out at some point. It's just when. Um, but like all, all the consultants that looked at my scans thought I'd had a stroke. So it's kind of hard to disprove it. Um, so I just kind of say it happened and let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it must have been a real shock, you know, to to have that in, in your youth. But you obviously soldiered on and uh, with your athletics. Yeah, like um, it was a bit crazy, obviously, just being a very fit and healthy uh, 23-year-old. Um, I was in my first year of my second degree and just kind of hoping that my athletics was going to um, flourish in the following year. And it was it just caught me off guard a little bit because you kind of think of people having a stroke on them, you know, being really unhealthy, um, kind of, yeah, just having lots of not so great habits and... Um, yeah, I thought absolutely. I was I was pretty good, man. It's the old McDonald's before training. I thought I was um relatively healthy. Yeah, um, well, you would have been doing all that sport. Yeah, so it caught me off guard. But then being a sporty person is probably the thing that got me through. Um, it just gave me that drive to want to you know get back to being at a good level of uh, sport, and I wanted to. I was I was bed bound for a little while, and and I just wanted to run. It's all I wanted to do. Um. It sounds so uh, silly now when I think I'm like, oh, I just wanted to run. I do that like pretty much every day now. But at that point, I could barely walk. So um, running just seemed like something that was going to be super hard to achieve, which it was. But um, I got there eventually. Yeah, well, when you're somebody that always sort of is always on the go, always really physical, that must have been like a, a really tough time. Yeah, it, it was it was challenging. I um. I think it was actually on this day six years ago where I um, got sent home from university because um, after my MS diagnosis, I thought I could um, go back to, to uni and um, I thought I'd be able to, you know, be okay living in my holes. And uh, I went in for um, a day. I think I managed half a lecture um, and then was leaving, like crying my eyes out and my um, course leader saw me um, and, and they they took me back to my accommodation and waited for my parents to come and said don't come back until you put on some weight and you look healthier it's <laughs> like okay wow. thanks <laughs> yeah I died yeah I wasn't looking particularly great <laughs> I'm sure and you um so so you got to this point where you're home from university you what's going through your mind at this point what you want to are you thinking I've got to get through this I've got what am I going to achieve or are you thinking do I give up? What What was your sort of first thoughts and where did you take those thoughts? Um, so you seem like so quite I'd... a determined person, obviously. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. resilient. <laughs> I don't think there was a point where I actually thought about giving up. Um, there's, there's, there's been a lot of tricky times. Like there was points where I used to just pass out because the pain was too intense. Oh. Um, but I never really thought about giving up. It was just more how am I going to get through this situation and finding ways to um, kind of deal with it and mm. ways to manage it um, and just kind of working out what my next steps were going to be and what my challenge was going to be. And um, 
I think um, I actually did like a, a vlog for a little while, which I, I now look back at and think cringe. Is <laughs> <laughs> it still on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I was actually like, oh, geez, Kadina, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, but it, was it, just kind it of, had its time. It was yeah, like, exactly. it was right for that time. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And mm. I, I mean, it was just kind of me and my mum at home who was, um, she was kind of. <laughs> She was feeding me a lot. I, th- I th- you know what parents are like. They do it. <laughs> they become feeders. So she, um, yeah, I was kind of bed bound. Um, my mum was just kind of, yeah, trying to make sure I had all my meals and my medication. Um, I was on steroids. So I, 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 I then turned from being this athlete who I'd been for so many years to someone who I didn't recognise, and that was hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I really just wanted to um, become the athlete, Karina, again, find kind of myself yeah yeah and I know we've um we've dealt and talked with a lot of members of our community who have gone through similar situations where they've been diagnosed with something or they've had an accident and obviously as you say when you're bed bound and you're being looked after you know you're bound to put on weight and for them they have always said that exercise and I'm sure it was the same for you was that outlet to keep them happy you know everyone knows it's scientifically proven to give you adrenaline and serotonin so I guess in a lot of ways you you basically have to have patience don't you with yourself as to I know I'm gonna recover and get better and I just need to let my body have that time for when I can get back in action really and clearly you you bounced back and now you're smashing all these records that you shrugged but... off yeah <laughs> as we said athletes aren't patient <laughs> <laughs> so you know unfortunately um recently we've had lockdown um and it meant that the 2020 paralympics couldn't go ahead so i'm sure a lot of people listening not anything as big as the paralympics but have had things cancelled or postponed over this summer and it's you know really affected them they've had nothing to look forward to so how did that affect you and how has this whole experience affected you yeah it's a tricky one I've spoken to a lot of people um a lot of people in kind of the chronic illness world as well just you know I have a lot of people messaging me on Instagram and people you know just struggled like they had their goals they had like whether it was just you know a park run or whether they were doing like the Great North Run or do you know one of those events Mm -hmm. and that's been taken away from them or whether it was just something work related um and for everyone life's just changed so much and I think everyone's dealt with it in a very different way um for me it was obviously devastating having like with with a, a game you, you you literally it sounds crazy my life just revolves in four-year cycles um yeah. and like everything is planned around that um I'm actually really frustrated because my 30th next year and I was planning on traveling oh. which oh. isn't gonna happen anymore because I've now got to be thinking about the next Paralympics um but yes it was really hard you know having to deal with having that kind of big goal just you know just taken away like just gone um but um at the same time it gave me time to really reflect and work out what was important to me and work out um like just work on the little things and just work on me like you spend so much time trying to be the athlete Kadena that my whole kind of just everything about me just becomes the athlete and there's a lot more to me than that um so it was quite nice to be able to work on other things um 
just little things like um i actually really struggle with walking long distances um just because of my ms which everyone's like how you're an athlete and i'm like yeah but can't actually walk very far um but yeah just being able to spend more time out walking the dog um has been good like that's really helped strengthen my legs um and then i've just been doing little things like bit doing a bit more baking um got the sewing machine out like a lot of people have um got my guitar out i say i got it out didn't play it very many times but the thought was there there. it's not in the Um, cupboard anymore yeah yeah exactly um and yeah i just challenged myself in different ways and like you know non-sport related ways which was quite nice because my life kind of just revolves around sport so it was quite nice to have something else to focus on and then at the same time i was able to look at kind of areas which i wouldn't necessarily get to focus on um had we have had the game so um i've had little injuries that because i have two sports that have opposing seasons i never have an off season um so i was able to work on an injury which i wouldn't have been able to so now i can go into training thinking all right i'm in a better place for um tokyo yeah so that's been some of the bonuses and i've just kind of taken it as like i've got an extra year now to be a lot better than what i would have been this year so yeah, it is what it is. And has the rest done you good in terms of body and energy, you know? And mindset, I guess. Yeah. It sounds like training yeah. must drain you, you know, mentally. And like you said, you don't get much time for yourself. Yeah, I think um, mindset more than anything. Like physically, I was still doing quite a lot. And I actually, um, I feel like I, my body um, prefers to be doing more. Um like whenever I um I'm doing nothing, that tends to be the time when my my health kind of takes a bit of a up and down spin. So yeah, it's I, a balance, um, isn't it? It's that yeah. fine balance between being strong enough to, you know, it's like okay, some if somebody has a bad back, if you don't move, it gets worse. Mm. If you do move, it gets worse. So it's like you know, it's in it's that in between that you need to find in order to strengthen it, but not make it worse. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so I, I, I'm always doing something. We we learned kind of a couple of years ago, I think it's 2015 when I had a relapse, um, when I took a total training break and um, haven't done that since. <laughs> so yeah, I just, um, I, I kind of continue to do some, some bits of exercise, but um, mentally I just needed to switch off, which we don't always get to do. So it was quite nice. Yeah, that's really good. And then in terms of your cycling... So we're talking. We talked about walking, and, and you know we do, you know we do the running, and what's what's going on there with the, the cycling side of things? How did you? Yes, yeah, so cycling, cycling, cycling's cool. So I actually started cycling by accident. I'd say um, when I got ill. So I, I've always I started running for a club at like fourteen, I think, um, and I've always run. And kind of when I got ill, I was like, I want to get back into running. Um, but I couldn't run without falling over. Mm. Um, so I, I was I was a scholar at Manchester Met at the time. So I started um, going into the scholar gym and they had a Watt bike and I'd just sit on the Watt bike because it was stationary. So if I was falling, I was kind of falling to the side and my yeah. um, strength conditioning coach had uh, put a mat there. And, you know, if I fell off, it was just funny for everyone to watch. <laughs> um, but that, that was kind of the start. And then everyone was like, oh, you've got decent powers and... There was another girl who was trying to transfer from um, swimming to cycling um, and she had a contact number um, and I'd also, um, I was, before I got ill, I was in the process of trying to transfer across to Bob Skeleton 
Um, but obviously I got ill and they were like, okay, we can't take you because, you know, going down the ice that fast and the G-forces, you've had a stroke, we don't want your head to explode, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, um, we can look at kind of things from the parasite. So they put me in contact and they, they kind of said, canoeing or track cycling and I was like well I can't swim so I'm not getting into a canoe no chance <laughs> I so went yes. in one for the first time a couple of months ago and I would not get back in a canoe anytime they, soon. Not, like, just didn't need to happen no um, so, so yeah I um I basically just um did some testing we'd um like I said we'd done been doing on the what bike and my coach was like oh you've got decent powers and did some testing and um I actually got told after the Paralympics the physiologist just went over to the head coach and was like, you have got to get her onto programme. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, so I've been, yeah, cycling since then, but um, I've only just got back on the bike recently because I got concussion a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. Easy. <laughs> There's me easy. saying, has it been better since you've been resting a little bit? No, <laughs> you haven't really been resting, have you? <laughs> I'm a walking disaster, I'll be honest. <laughs> so do you prefer one to the other? Between cycling and running, do you think? Uh, you know, this is, this is a question I get asked so often. <laughs> I feel like I have to be very, very diplomatic. So no, <laughs> I do not prefer either. <laughs> um, no, so athletics will always be my first love. Like, I've always loved running. Like, my mum always says I ran before I walked. Um, I didn't crawl. I walked at seven months old and basically just ran all the time. So I love running, but um, cycling was just a fresh start for me. When um, I got ill, so it was, it was challenging, you know, going from being this really fit person to being um, someone that's kind of disabled. Um, and the difference between my running abilities changed quite a lot. Um, so it was, um, it was challenging, you know, having that difference and, and kind of not feeling like me. Um, whereas athletics not athletic cycling was a fresh start for me um so i i i really like the cycling just because it's a fresh start i don't have anything to compare myself to and i never look back and think oh you know old kadena like mm. i'm trying to like put old kadena to bed so um cycling's one where i just don't think about anything other than the kadena that's here now um and i can go super fast on my bike which i quite like that is yeah, very good. So good. Yeah, I was just thinking you saying that you were walking at seven months. I bet you're a nightmare toddler. I bet you're I all was. over the shop. <laughs> my my mum mom... is. I was one of those ones that you had to hold on to. If you let go of me, I was off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds familiar. I think. Uh, yeah, one of my children was a bit like that. Actually, both of them. So. <laughs> so um, you've shared um, quite a bit on your Instagram and in other interviews. Your very um prevalent in discussing equality and diversity and inclusion in athletics um so it'd be great to know your thoughts on underrepresented groups in sports and you know what we can do to be more inclusive as as a country and a world yeah it, it it's challenging like i obviously i'm in two sports um one of which is cycling which is I mean, yeah, it's not diverse at all. Like, yeah. I can't even say it's the, the slightest bit diverse. Um, it's a very white middle class sport, and I'm—I mean, I'm currently the only um, black female on the whole squad across all different disciplines. Um, and it's just—it's one of those things where it's just—it's—it's it, it's challenging. Like I was having a conversation with my sister yesterday about some of the challenges that I'm facing just with communicating with people. Um, and people just don't understand 
the way I communicate sometimes, which seems so basic, but you know, just the way I've been brought up, I was brought up in a Caribbean household. Um, so that makes it a challenge to communicate. And I was saying to my sister, like, sometimes I have to kind of rein myself in and put on this kind of different mask and be a different version of Kadena um, to kind of get my point across, which really shouldn't happen. Um, like I should be able to just be myself, but um, I do find having to be a different Kadena, like what well, it's, funny like one of my friends I was uh with her once one of the girls I trained with and my sister rang me and I, I started speaking and she was like Kadina you just turned into a whole different person oh, <laughs> <I was> just <laughs> like, that's just who I am I've just had to be this other version of me to kind of fit into this crazy. kind of system it's so wrong isn't it it's so wrong you should be yeah. yourself and you know and it but it there must be and you should also remember it, that just your presence doing what you are doing will be influencing people and the world so that in itself without even trying to directly influence you are and that's fantastic you know that's like a pre that must be appreciated so much yeah i mean someone actually tagged me on instagram yesterday in in something uh, there's a black cyclist network um and it's just nice because i think it's really hard. I would have never got into cycling myself. Like I say, it was kind of a bit of a weird and wonderful yeah. way that I fell into cycling. And I would have never looked at cycling because there's just not that representation. Um, like, right. the, the, you just don't get black people in cycling. And black right. females, like, it, it, it's even less. And, and that's just kind of like, if you don't see yourself, you're never going to get into that. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it is a shame that that's kind of where we're at still in 2020. Mm. And it's in so many different um, different sports and different areas. And it's it's a lot of kind of BAME communities that are just so underrepresented. And for me, I'm just like, well, it shouldn't be like that. Because if you look at the country, we're so diverse. Yeah. Like, why is there areas in which we're not? But then you look yeah. at kind of uh, the boards and the people that sit above, like, the teams. And yeah. they're not diverse. So, you know, yeah, like, when so- you look at, like, selections and stuff, like, are we ever going to get selected? Like essentially we have to work 10 times harder to get an opportunity that our white counterparts would get which again it baffles me how are we still at this point in 2020 um but we are where we are and I think it's just something that we really need to work together on um it's it's a challenge that's there and I think the fact that it's now becoming more evident and people are more aware about it um I always see it's that kind of um if you're not aware of it, you can't do anything to change it. But I think a lot of people are now being made aware of it. And um, that kind of whole ignorance is bliss thing is kind of fizzling out. And I think the more people that become aware of it, the more people that want to make a change. And that's a great thing. Like I'm on the um, Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Board for Athletics. And um, I'm wanting to try set up a similar thing in cycling because, it, it, I mean, there is no diversity, so <laughs> there is no board. <laughs> So we need to, there needs to be some advocates like, um, and I I think it does take um, someone like me that's already there to try to take that step um, and try be at the forefront. And and, I mean, you'd think that I'm one of those people that loves to be at the front of everything, which I'm not. Um, But I think sometimes you have to kind of bite the bullet and do it for 
the greater yeah. good essentially mm. yeah it's putting yourself out there isn't it and knowing that what you're saying is right and you know that so you should have the confidence or build, you will build the confidence in order to do it but it's like a grassroots thing isn't it and like yeah. you say you need the people in charge to be able to recognize that in order to open up these opportunities to everybody and and that's you know you'll you'll get there and you're part of that picture which i think is amazing and is part of your determination and strength in your character just in in general as well so thank Thank you for that and we wish you the best of luck with that that's brilliant no definitely there needs to be more kadinas in the world there does oh i'm not sure about that (laughs) not not falling over and getting concussion though that's bad (laughs) so um yeah we've obviously used a lot of words you know determined resilient strong inspiring powerful you've you've clearly been through so much and like you said you you haven't even turned 30 yet um so with all of that you've must have had to grow like a good positive mental attitude for both your career and your personal life and obviously a lot of our members it is mind over matter and your head needs to be in a healthy space before you can start to look after your body um so what kind of motivation and advice would you give to anyone that maybe isn't feeling positive right now which is probably a lot of the country considering the situation we're in (laughs) yeah um definitely i i um it's one of those i've worked um quite a lot um with a sports psychiatrist i think he's a consultant sports psychiatrist um dr alan johnson he's a fabulous guy um but i um i think uh 2019 i opened up and said i was struggling with disordered eating um and it was a real challenge for me because I think a lot of it stemmed from just not being comfortable with myself um and I think we have to rather than looking at all the negatives uh we really need to look at the positives um in ourselves like I, I kind of I'm, I I guess it's an athlete thing as well I'm always so hard on myself but I forget about the things that I have achieved forget about the things my body has done forget about the times when I bounce back um, I think if you look back at your life, you can see that the times where you bounce back from different situations um, and then you can look at how you've done that and you can look at how resilient you've been in the past. And it's kind of like, well, wait, you, you did it then. So why can't you do it now? So I think it's really looking at the positives within your life and the, the things that you've done and the things that you've changed and not focusing on the negatives in now um, and just being really content with yourself. It's taken me a while to get there and I wouldn't say I'm even there yet it's just um I'm I'm getting better um I think just for me obviously the big change of going from being this kind of athlete that was kind of typical athlete typical body shape to being um an athlete that's a different shape and not the average shape and has had comments about my weight um it's been really hard for me to deal with that and just that change um but then at the same time I'm just like well this body no matter what anyone says about it like I've like there's literally been times when I've I've won a race and people have commented on the size of my thighs or my belly instead it's just like I've just won a race um and I used to focus on the well look at my belly jiggling oh my god you can see the cellulite in my legs on that picture um as opposed to wait I just broke a world record and won a gold medal this body is actually achieving a lot yeah exactly <laughs> <than your> body. <laughs> um so it's that it's just kind of flipping the script 
and rather mm. than focusing on those negatives and you know listening to what I guess the people that have got nothing better to do with their life are saying just really focus on the positives and what you're achieving because no one knows what you're going through um no one knows what you've achieved and kind of the hurdles that you've overcome and even if it's just a small mountain like it, it could be a massive thing in your head so it's just kind of really focusing on the positives and um mm. it's taken me a while to get to this place but um it's it's a happy place I'll tell you that it's good that's that you're good. there. We talk about it. We've talked about it in previous podcasts, haven't we? Just like not sweating the small stuff. Don't hang on to those negative, that that negative voice in your head when you've done something wrong or you feel like you've made a mistake. It's like, no, but look at what you have achieved. That's that's where you need to be. That's where your head needs to be. Otherwise, you know, it's that negative voice is such a waste of your energy. Um so yeah for everything you've just said is so crucial to not just athletes but people just generally wanting to be healthy um you know wanting to get to that place in their life where they feel happy and healthy yeah it's still infuriating to hear though that that happens to athletes you know it's terrible it happens to anyone but for someone to be doing something so incredible like to then have people that still feel the need to discuss it is just horrible but that's a whole other episode of the podcast where we rant (laughs) about stuff like that yeah let's not let's not do that um obviously your um your training and your goals are very big so like you said you have four years thinking about the games so how do you break that down into like little goals because a lot of people will say you know you need to break things down into smaller milestones and and challenges so is is that something you do uh, as for yourself yeah yeah so we we have our our long-term goals um which are obviously the games and then you have uh, the short-term goals um luckily we in, in cycling we have a world championships every year in athletics we have a world championships every other year and the european championships on the opposite year and then you get um the commonwealth games as well um so having those championships gives you the opportunity to have kind of smaller goals um whether it's to you know just get a medal or whether it's to um break your personal best um and like personal best is one of those things that you can always um challenge yourself with um because it's your best um and it's not like you uh, have to think about anyone else um because you could get to a race and doesn't matter what you do or how amazing you perform someone else might just perform better and you can't control that so um I really just focus on myself and my personal best mainly um and yeah it's just normally like focusing on the little goals that are going to help me to get to the big goal come next year um most people do it a lot better than me um I just my I have such a roller coaster like I just do random tv shows and you know go off and just do random stuff and then try come back and compete so it's not been all smooth sailing and I haven't quite hit all my targets but um the important one is the Paralympic Games so hopefully I'll hit that one yeah I'm sure you will I mean it's just life though isn't it what you choose to do to which way what makes you happy like there's not there's not necessarily right or wrong it's as long as you've chosen and you're in control I think that's that's um really good yeah, like I, I, as soon as, I wouldn't say as soon as, but when I got my, my, my diagnosis of MS, just because it's so out of my control and I kind of know I'm going to have these relapses that could change my life and I could go from being, you know, semi-impaired to 
being kind of wheelchair bound as opposed to just a part-time wheelchair user so I always kind of look at life and like just live each day as it comes because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and I feel like everyone should live like that because you literally don't know when your life's going to end and I mean even in this situation now with the the pandemic like things just change so quickly so I just think you know take every opportunity and just then enjoy life like the there's no point in sitting around and moping about a situation when um you know we're here for for a good time not a long time yeah <laughs> we are like that <laughs> that will be our friday night mantra now won't it yeah <laughs> nothing to do with me <laughs> kadina said <laughs> Oh, well, no, thank you so much, Kadina. That was such an amazing chat. And I think we could have been on for hours, like just trying to dig more inspiration out of you. (laughs) No, it's good. It's amazing. And everything you said will really, I'm sure, resonate with everyone listening. And I'm sure they'll all be cheering you on when you can finally get back out there and be competing. So for anyone that wants to follow your journey, do you want to share your social handles? Yeah, so um, my Instagram is at CAD21. Um, my Twitter is CAD underscore C. Um, I'm Kadina Tink Tink Cox on Facebook. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> um, and I do, I, I think on um, TikTok, I'm Kadina Tink Tink as well. And I spend most of my time on TikTok. I'm nice. a great dancer. <laughs> That's how I've everyone spent lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> yes. on TikTok. Down the TikTok tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> no, amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking thank time you. to chat to us. And thank good you. luck with everything in the future. And thank you again for sharing everything. Thank you very much. Really appreciate talking to you. No worries. And everyone else listening, have a lovely week. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Ciao. <laughs>